You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerd Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This episode number 165, we're discussing a Star Wars celebration. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. And Sanjay is sitting this one out. It's not because it's Star Wars discussion. He is feeling a little under the weather, so he's going to tap out on this one and let Troy and I absolutely gush about Star Wars celebration. Happened this past weekend, five days of glorious Star Wars content hitting our eyes my man, it's yes. uh, it's it feels weird being back already. <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, I, so I can I'm happy to announce that uh, I we did indeed welcome the third nerd room baby into yes. this world. It was actually on Thursday. The first thing you said to me was it was a celebration baby. <laughs> yes, <laughs> my man. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a uh, quite a an interesting week for me. Not only trying to keep up with Star Wars and all that that's going on. But my whole world changed, similar to what you and Sanjay have experienced over the last six weeks to two, three months. It's uh, it's crazy here. And, you know, I had originally not planned on coming back, but I said to my wife, we just had talked. My mother-in-law's in town, thankfully. She's helping us out. She's got the baby right now. My daughter's asleep. Fingers crossed she stays that way. I said to, she said, are you sure you want to record tonight? Like, not just come and have a nap or whatever. And I said, I kind of need to, like, zen out a bit i need to get behind the mic i need to talk with my dude need to talk star wars i need to put something down like i just needed that kind of relief because as we're talking before it's we got in a routine our daughters are a little bit older Mm -hmm. and we got into this routine and i completely forgot how difficult all this is (laughs) out of the loop man god you know get rid of that rust it's uh it's something else but um you guys are gonna be fine i mean shoot this is this is something else, man. I'm, I'm just so happy. The whole nerd room's complete. And, yes. um, you know, I got to give a shout out to our dude, our homie, Grabs. You know, congratulations to him and his family because they also welcomed a little one, too. Oh, no, I didn't realize. I've been totally out of touch. Oh, congrats, man. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, you know, all, all across the nerd room, everyone's good. This is awesome, man. Yes. Happy, Fantastic healthy, news. and exhausted. But nonetheless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are to talk Star Wars Celebration. This five-day extravaganza, this whole, what I would call a very healing experience for the Star Wars community, for Star Wars fandom. We watched it from afar. I watched the Episode Nine panel in the hospital. (laughs) As crazy as that sounds. After about a 36-hour birth experience. It was nuts. But it's, it's one of those things that watching it from afar here... I thought I'd feel myself kind of yearning, being like, oh, I really want to be there. But the boys on the floor, you know, Rob Cass, the Tatooine Sons, Rogue Squad, Steve Kirk and San Diego Sabres, even my boy Rick, which who I'm going to give huge praise to here in a few minutes. These guys did and made that effort to keep us in the loop. You know, Rob Cass even FaceTimed me at one point to show me the whole floor from kind of this kind of perch spot where he's like, I just wanted to show you everything that's going on. And so that cool. touched me in a, like in a real, it was, it was so nice of him to do that. So big thank you to Rob for kind of keeping me in the loop and kind of keep me and interacting with me and making me feel like I'm still part of that whole thing. And yeah, I've got crazy, amazing, awesome things going on right now, 
but it was nice to know that the guys were kind of making that effort. So yeah, huge shout out to everyone there. And yeah, man, whew, what a weekend, eh? Oh, is 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 great, man. Great coverage. Uh, you know, the force is strong. And uh, shout out to Rick, dude, because I know he wasn't going out there as a cosplayer, but he had this whole Cassian Andor <laughs> swag on 100 over there. It was great, man. He looked like he had a blast. Like yeah. I was, I was living it through him. Man, it was, it was just a fantastic time. So yeah. cool. I tell you, I was chatting with him all weekend because I had sent him my pass. I said, dude, like. There's no way I'm going to use this. I don't even know where I thought I was ever going to actually use this <laughs> in this crazy world. But so I sent him my passage, got to him a little late, unfortunately. I got to him on Thursday, but he was able to use it for a couple of the days, which is awesome. But he also hooked me up big time. And we're going to talk a bit of that when we get into the Hasbro stuff. But nice. my man, Rick, he just in the trenches, just doing his thing. And yeah, it was awesome to, to view all that through him too. He's got some awesome pictures on his on his Twitter feed. It was great. It was awesome to watch this thing and watch how, like I said, this healing idea of fandom, this coming yes. together behind what Star Wars is and, and reforming that that foundation that mm -hmm. seemingly had almost crumbled to, to just nothing, to dust. And here we are after five crazy days of reveals and all that to talk about some of the really high-level stuff. Now, we're going to try to keep this episode to about an hour, just, you know, family constraints and all that. But we want to touch on the really high-profile stuff, namely The Mandalorian, Hasbro, as well as Episode Nine, those panels and what was revealed in them. But before we get into those major things, we kind of just want to talk at a high level, too, about some of the other reveals and just give a, a brushing opinion on our overall experience with Celebration, watching it from afar, watching the live streams, as well as some of this other stuff like Vader Immortal, Jedi, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, the video game, Clone Wars Season 7. Dude, what was what was the big thing for you this past weekend outside of those kind of high-profile topics we're going to talk about? What was your favorite thing coming off of this? And how did you experience all this from a streaming perspective? So favorite thing apart from the stuff you just mentioned there? Yeah, from just let's let's keep out for now because we're going to talk in yeah, a bit more detail about the Mandalorian, sure. F9, and Hasbro. But everything else mm -hmm. is on the table right now. Man, you know what? I think it was the Sunday panel when, you know, with the joint efforts of Charles Soule and the rest of the creators or the writers group. I think uh, Claudia Gray was the only one that was missing, but she's in on that team too. Man, that to me is going to be something else. I can't remember what the title is. It's Star Wars Loom. Uh, Luminous. Yeah. Luminous. And this feels like, like, you know, like the whole crew of like Ocean's Eleven yeah. has combined to give us something epic. I'm so excited. Charles Soule seemed really excited to get into this universe or whatever they're doing. That was a major highlight for me. Going with fandom, with what you were mentioning, man, I feel like it's stronger than ever coming out of this celebration. And I got to go towards uh, Ahmed Best. The love that he was getting over there in, in celebration was so cool. It just felt really good to be a Star Wars fan. It felt good to just embrace any film that you want. It, it was all good there. Everybody was on the same page and they showed him so much love. God give it up to him and um, Kelly Marie Tran. Yes. A standing ovation as well. It was just so good, man, to be surrounded. I, even though I wasn't there, again, going back to Rick, because I felt like I was part of it. But, you know, I could only imagine being surrounded by all those Star Wars sweaties out there. Man, it looked like it's such a good time. So those were some major highlights for me, I'd have to say, apart from everything else we're going to get into. Yeah, you know, I have to yeah. agree with you. It's, it's all about that that healing idea and the the ovation like you said that Ahmed Best got on the Monday panel yeah. for Phantom Menace was fantastic yes. the Kelly Marie Tran stuff the chanting of her name that that to me is like okay here we go it does yes. like all this bullshit that the fandom went through yeah. it's kind of there's no excuse for all that and we can't forget that but there yeah. is a piece of it that was was made better there 
Yes. And I, I just love seeing all that. The cosplay was awesome. And yeah, oh, I have man. to agree. You know, the Charles Soul panel was something else. I love that guy. I love what he's doing. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what they do next. Mm-hmm. Um, even this Jedi, the Fallen Order or Fallen Order, the video game. You know, yes. I'm not a gamer by any stretch of the means, but watching what they're doing there, it's pretty cool looking stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's I don't know. What, what's your thoughts on this from a from a gamer's perspective? Um, you know what? The thing is, the trailer to me looks really cool, but as a gamer perspective, if you're going to give me a trailer, i got to see some gameplay. And that's the only thing I was kind of a little upset about, just because, you know, there has been some backlash with the last two EA games, the Battlefront 1 Battlefront 2, that there's a lack of story. They did correct that with Battlefront 2, which was, which was cool. It was a nice little story going on there. But again, when you're playing that game, the lightsaber combat's a little wonky for me, so going into this game that's focused solely on a Jedi, I want to see the gameplay. Yeah. I want to get that um, Force force Unleashed kind of vibe of just a hack and slash God of War kind of feel. So I feel like they kind of missed the mark a little bit just on the uh, the gameplay, but the story seems interesting. Um, I would have rather had Quinlan Voss as the main yeah, guy or, or Kaylin, you know what I mean? But, I, you know, it looks pretty cool. And I, I like that actor um, from Gotham. From Gotham, plays yeah. the Joker. Shameless as well, yeah. And shameless as well, right? So uh, I'm excited, man. Shoot, I can't wait. I'm going to get it probably day one, special edition. (laughs) Definitely. And then there's a whole big thing on Galaxy's Edge as well on Mm -hmm. Saturday. There's big reveals there showing. The build into that, it looks fantastic. So we're looking at, I believe, the end of May in Cali and the end of, uh, what is it, August, I believe, in Orlando for these opening. There's some really, really good stuff shown there. They had the head Imagineer up on stage showing everything, walking you through the rides and all. It was crazy to see what they're doing. And, you know, as we're talking through this, you know, we just bashed through comics and books, a Disney theme park, a video game, this Vader Mortal thing, which is a VR game, which is crazy. The celebration, this healing idea with the Phantom Menace panel, even in the episode nine panel with Kelly Marie Tran. And there's also yeah. Clone Wars season seven, Filoni mm. out there showing what they are doing here. This v- very Ahsoka focused season. Yes. I'm yeah. digging this. I, I've never watched all the Clone Wars. I'm going to watch this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I got enough from Rebels, the context of Ahsoka, and mm-hmm. from the you know bits and pieces that I've watched from Clone Wars to get what this is about. And I'm stoked for this, man. But you have to be on cloud nine with what they showed there. Oh, man. Listen, the battle we saw between Maul and Ahsoka at the very end, oh. and knowing that it's choreographed and it's actually mocapped by Ray Parks yes. himself. Like, you got to be kidding me. Um, this seems so cool for Filoni to finally fulfill the whole arc. Well, probably the whole arc of Ahsoka up until whatever happens after Rebels. But we're getting that E.K. Johnson kind of Ahsoka, right? Um, I like the animation they've chosen with her, too. It's a little more leaning towards, like, the Rebels look, but still younger. Um, she looks fantastic. She has two blue lightsabers instead of green yes. this time around. Um, but you're right. It feels very Ahsoka-centric. And I have a feeling we're probably going to branch kind of around Revenge of the Sith time, I'm thinking. Yes, 100%. So it's probably going to be more Rex and Ahsoka. And yeah, this is going to be cool to just, you know, watch the season and then reread E.K. Johnson's Ahsoka book. So super excited about that. And, you know, just the love for Dave Filoni. Like, man, this, like, was it just me or did he feel like the George Lucas of the whole celebration? Like, I felt like people were just looking up to this guy. Like, he is everything star wars he he's the guru of the franchise right now that was the the exact point i was gonna make next was like holy man like dave filoni he was all over the place the rebels remember panel clone wars the mandalorian panel like the, the amount of creative freedom that he has within lucasfilm within this universe is 
almost unprecedented outside of, like you mentioned, George Lucas. Yeah. And so this guy just feels like he's everywhere. And I love, I, I, I'm so excited to see what he's going to do next year, both in kind of closing out with Rebels and the Clone Wars and then moving into this live action. That was something that at that panel, Kathleen Kennedy was very adamant about saying like, Filoni is doing live action, guys. Like, yes. recognize this. <laughs> yes. And working with John Favreau, <sighs> one of the best in the game. Yes. You know. A guy that's crafted how many universes so far, pushing the <laughs> limits of technology. It's, right. it's incredible how much that man has his hands in as far mm-hmm. as the creation of things like the MCU, Star Wars, what they're doing now in a new space, new world. And then even into the Lion King Jungle Book, pushing that yeah. technology and that stuff that he said that they're going to use here. So, yeah, overall, this this was a crazy celebration to watch from afar. And the boys, you know, at some point we're going to get Rob Cass, maybe Steve Kirk on here to kind of divulge some of their experiences nice. once they've given time to TSW and San Diego Sabres to kind of get that out on their own feeds. But I want to sit sure. and talk to them and poke their brains about certain things at some point in time here. So look for those guys jumping on the podcast at some point in time in the not too distant future. And a lot of this stuff too, when it comes to Clone Wars and that, as these things approach, we're going to discuss them a bit more and more. We didn't want to run through and do a three hour behemoth. I don't have time for that personally. I'm pushing my luck (laughs) as it is here (laughs) to do a a massive podcast to go through all this stuff. But just high level, like we both had a blast. You did a lot of the stream of the panels. So did I, you know, whether it was in the hospital, I did a couple back home here with the new little one on my chest. And I posted once there that, you know, I'm trying to introduce her to the Phantom menace at an early age awesome Um, so it was good it was a great way to combine both my nerd world and my new world and just have like this this crazy weird surreal weekend where i introduced a new life but then nerd was crazy and i got you guys oh it was was awesome and you know i have to give a huge shout out to your wife you know she came right to the hospital after little one was born and kind of that that embrace that love oh i just love it man It, it was fantastic it's great, man. Fantastic. So happy for you guys, man. Yes. Awesome. It's, it's good stuff. But let's get into some crazy Star Wars stuff. We're going to kick it off here. Instead of doing our Weekend Nerd, we're going to talk about collecting because Hasbro had a really big panel this past weekend at Star Wars Celebration. Now, you and I bantered a little bit last week about what was going to be announced. Was there going to be Mandalorian stuff? Was there going to be Episode Nine stuff? I really had put my, my, my balls in the court of, yes, they're going to announce Episode Nine mm-hmm. stuff. We didn't get any of that. But the interesting thing is that we got a whole bunch of other stuff. And a lot of it we knew about, but it's just kind of getting that final look and that kind of almost this this idea that this is coming. And the reason it's coming is because of our solo two episode nine gap that we're getting some of these figures. So let's start high level black series, the latest wave. Now we've seen most of these characters, but now we've seen the box art. We've seen them out there. These should be hitting shelves in the not too distant future, but we've got Padawan Obi-Wan. We've got the Ezra and chop, and we've got the Dr. Aphra BT triple zero. This is our big wave, six figure wave that has all new original characters. This Obi-Wan is a repack from the exclusives that we did see at celebration. We knew that was going to happen. Man, are you fully in for this line? This is a weird line too because you got comic, Rebels, and then an episode one figure, right? Nothing new. No Solo, no Last Jedi, no original trilogy in this. This is a cool wave. Yeah, it is, man. This is uh, this is quite the punch here. You're right. It's uh, it's the whole universe basically apart from, um, yeah, like what you mentioned there. I think I'm all in. I mean, I'm definitely going to get the uh, Padawan Obi. I'm for sure getting Ezra and I'm 
definitely getting uh, Dr. Aphra. I'm not the biggest droid collector or trooper collector, so yeah. normally I stay away from them. But the thing is, I got all the rebel guys, so I might have to pick up Chopper. Yes. I just, I just, I think I just have to. So it's a, it's a pretty nice looking pack, man. And I like the photorealism, uh, Ezra we got yeah. from here, you mentioned. Yeah. Did you see the, uh, the big, uh, poster they did, the big mural they did had at oh. Celebration? But did you see the photorealistic Ezra? There was in there yeah, and the Kanan and Hera as oh, well. Oh man, that was nuts. Yeah, I saw that the day one. Was it maybe late Thursday when they're yeah. just kind of roughly putting it together? Oh, it was just like, what is going on here? I like I want that in my I think every Star Wars guy wants that yeah, in their house. It'd be right? awesome, but, man. Plastered across. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, it's fantastic. What are you saying? Are you fully invested in this wave? I'm definitely gonna get Chop and Ezra for sure. I've got all the Rebels guys, with the exception of, of um, Zeb there, which I'm hoping is coming. I've got a mm-hmm. nice connection here to Afra and all that through comics, and I've got the exclusive pack that Rob Cast got me from Star Wars or from San Diego Comic Con last mm-hmm. year. So yeah, I'm fully in here. The Padawan Obi Wan, I don't know yet because my dude Rick. Yes. When we talked about, you know, me having this pass, this, this celebration pass, I said, look, I'm happy to give it away to whomever because I want someone and I wanted someone in the community that can experience and I can experience things through. I want to know it went to a good home. And I said, I'm okay to give it up. I don't want any money for it, whatever. But if you do have the opportunity to grab me the exclusives, I would be forever grateful for this. And so I spoke last week about, I think it was last week, about the lottery system. So everyone got put into lotteries for Hasbro, Lego, Funko, and then all the panels. And I didn't win any of the exclusive lotteries. And so there's no nothing attached to the badge that I gave to Rick. And so in my head, I was like, okay, I'm not getting them. And then I posted online the other day. I was like, this is crap because these things are already on eBay for $200 plus That's Canadian. I, I was like, this yeah. is BS. Like I was so upset yeah. about that. But Whatever, it's fine. I uh, If I never get them, I never get them. And I get a message from Rick on Sunday. He says, dude, I'm in the Hasbro line. I said, what do you mean? He said, yeah, they're still selling them. It's just the lottery people get priority. He's like, I- I'm-, I'm there. And like, I fell asleep. And like an hour later, I have a message. He's like, dude, in hand. So he managed to snag me, the Obi-Wan and the Maul, Celebration exclusive Phantom Menace six-inch cardback figures. Nice. so stoked like i was i made so it meant so much to me that he put that effort in and then yeah. yesterday he messaged me he says i'm back in the hasbro line i was like what do you mean <laughs> he's like i'm back in the hasbro line he's like they cut it behind me because he really wanted a set too and then he messaged me like yeah. half an hour later he's like two sets man one for you one for me i was like oh <laughs> it was it was because i felt kind of bad you know it's like yeah. i I, I kind of said, like, I re- really like those. And he said, yeah, I really want them too. And so when he got them for me, I was like, ah, you know, I feel bad. And then when we got the second set, I was like, oh, this is like euphoric almost. This is amazing. Oh, my goodness. So, That's yeah. so cool. What a story, man. Because this is dope because you've got God knows how many exclusives now, right? you got the X-Wing loop. Yeah. you got the three, three-quarter pack of Afro and the droids. Yeah. And now now this. Two. Yeah. And it's the awesome part yeah. about it too. And this is this is what this community has become, the Stars Commonwealth and the podcasting community that surrounds us here is that I have not attended any of these cons. Like Steve Kirk even got me the Iron Man Mark One from San Diego, the Funko Pop last mm. year. And so it's it's all about the community that's been around me. And you know, I've been put out and said, you know, I'd really love it, but don't kill yourself for it. And everyone's come through in such a big way. So it's it means a lot to me that we have this community that surrounds us that is willing to go that extra mile for people that let's let's be honest, right? Like we're we're friends with everyone through Twitter, through podcasting, and through a love of stars, Marvel and DC. But we've mm-hmm. never met anyone. But no, so these man. these guys all feel like really good friends of mine. 
and I, day, I love it. I love it. It means so much that we have this community that that does stuff like this for each other. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Yeah, best feeling ever, man. It's it's great, and it just keeps on thriving, man. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Now, let's move on to some other reveals. Now, the one major reveal that we got outside of some of the exclusives that we're going to see here popping up in the not-too-distant future was an Emperor, a deluxe series, Emperor Palpatine with his throne and a few interchangeable heads. Now, this one's an odd one. This is going to be an Amazon exclusive. And it felt weird at first. You know, okay, we've got a, a Palpatine that we'll, maybe we'll even see this in the archive line. It's pretty difficult to get from the blue back, original black series. But after seeing the F9 trailer, it makes perfect sense why this figure's out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of dangling in front of us the whole time. I mean, when you go back now and think about it, like Rebels, we get some Palpatine, the whole Aftermath series. Yes. And then now this, it's, it's kind of been under our nose the whole time. And um, I remember, I think it was a Thursday when I saw some of these leaked photos and I was just like, whoa, this is this is such an upgrade from the uh, the blue card back. Like you mentioned yeah. the box there, because like just looking at it right now, like you got the hood that fits properly and then you got the lightning, you got the chair. It ha- kind of has like that deluxe um, Snoke feel, but exactly. like you mentioned, exclusive to Amazon. So, yeah, man, I definitely want to get my hands on that pulp because the one I have sitting right now, it's uh, it's outdated. It really is. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you, man. It's yeah. um. It's a funny one because it does it looks like an earlier version of of a black series palpatine. Like yes. the he, he's kind of small, soft goods don't hang real well on it. Mm-hmm. Um this one they've made a lot of improvements on it and I like it looks like there's a definitely an episode 6 and an episode 3 his um the revenge of the sith like the first look where he has kind of a, a slightly different face to the makeup and all that looks different from what we see in return of the jedi. So those look like right. the head swaps. I'm not sure what the other one is. Um, but yeah, I, I'm fully in for this. And I like that it's an Amazon exclusive because this makes it relatively accessible to us up here. That's true. That's true. Do you know what it retails at? Uh, I'm going to say this one's probably going to be in the space of 49 plus American. Yeah. I, yeah, maybe. yeah. Um, so we're looking, we're probably going to have to sit on this a little bit. But Amazon's yeah. pretty good sometimes about having sales on this. That's true. I think the Snoke was about 50 here. So maybe it will be about 50 Canadian, maybe yeah. closer to 39 American. So, yeah, yeah I, I'm in for this. I, I really like these deluxe sets that they're doing. Yeah, they are on the more expensive side. But mm-hmm. if they're giving us character upgrades, if they're giving us cool things like the throne and all that, I'm pretty game for this. Yeah, they give you quite a bit, especially with the head swaps. I think this is the first yeah. figure ever we've had in the line where you get a head swap. Yeah. Like, unless if you're counting like masks, like a Stormtrooper Luke. Apart from that, this is the first yeah. time really, right? I think, so, yeah, that they're actually included. Yeah, going a bit more of that yeah. Marvel Legends route. We've seen hand swaps. Actually, yeah. the mall has a head swap in it. Oh, I'm of just course. looking at it right now. Two, yeah, yeah, with the... Of course, with the hood. That's yeah. right. That's the but, first one. Yeah, yeah, good call. But very, <laughs> very rare, though. Like, you don't see it really at all. No. Um, so yeah, awesome stuff there. I love seeing them padding out the OT and also yes. making it super relevant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now the archive line, this is something that I personally haven't jumped into. You've gone mm-hmm. a bit of a, uh, X-Wing Luke bender. <laughs> yeah, man, that's all I've been picking up. <laughs> <laughs> no, they did announce, and we knew this from before that we were, we're getting that Anakin Skywalker, a scout trooper, which comes from the original deluxe pack with the speeder. And we get a Yoda from Empire Strikes Back. And we're also getting the Maul, which we figured from this exclusive pack, they're going to flip that over into the archive line. So this ups our 2019 archive series wave to 
eight figures in total, which is which is a nice way to round things out. I'm still not going to jump into any of these. I do have all these original figures, with the exception of the Anakin. But you did pull the trigger after Darth Goody gave us a big heads up that these had gone up yeah. on Hasbro Pulse. Yeah, man. Shout out to Darth Goody, man, because um, right away I got on there. I debated for a little bit, but I was like, this is Anakin Skywalker, you know? I got to get this guy. So, pulled the trigger on Anakin. I definitely got the Darth Maul as well. Um, I was thinking about getting Yoda, but I'm going to hold off. I'm probably going to buy, like, four more Anakins on the hunt anyways in the <laughs> wild. But I just had to secure that figure because that's what I've been chasing this whole time. Since that Anakin, uh, yeah. Yeah, since you persuaded me to get into Black Series, man. So um, I can't wait. And you know what? I've actually gotten used, I guess, because after buying like four different X-Wing Lukes, I've finally gotten used to this card back of the of the archive yeah. line. And I do like actually how they sit amongst each other. Cool. So um, I think it's going to be all right. I mean, if I were you, because, I mean, you already have all these, I guess it's pointless. It just doesn't make sense if yeah. you have the originals. But um, for me, yeah, since I, I came into the game late, I got to stock up on some of these characters yeah, for sure. Fair enough. And that's what, that's yeah. what this is about, right? This mm-hmm. whole, whole line. It's, it's not exactly the uh, fill in the gaps that you have with the original card backs, but if yeah. you're a figure collector and I may get the Anakin, the Anakin's the only one I don't have. It's one of the mm-hmm. hardest figures to get out there. It came out in the, it's a, the orange card back the first three waves, I believe it was in, but it was very limitedly shipped because of the confusion and then flipping over to the blue card back. It kind of got lost in the mix. Right. So there's not that many of them out there, and that's why they're so expensive. But cool that yeah. they're, they're re-releasing those, especially for Anakin fans like you, man. Yeah, man. Um, now, Galaxy's Edge. This thing, yes. this Galaxy's Edge is uh, is ramping up on us quick. Like I said, end of May here at Disneyland, end of August for the Hollywood Studios in Disney World. And they revealed that we're getting three sets of Black Series 6-inch exclusives, which is crazy. They've done exclusives at Disney parks forever, but they're usually concentrated in and around the Star Tours figures. I have quite a few of them myself. And I know one of the guys, I can't remember if it's Mac uh, or Dan Garden that does the collecting over at uh, Sandcrawler there. They do also, he also, one of them also collects the um, the Disneyland stuff here. But being, stepping up to uh, scale here to Black Series 6 inch and in such huge packaging is, is pretty cool. Now, they are repacking a lot of figures in here, which is slightly unfortunate, but we are going to see some of them that are more directly associated with the ride. So with the Millennium Falcon, the Smuggler's Run ride that we did get a good look at it from the Galaxy's Edge panel, there's going to be a Hondo Anaka, which is awesome, a repack of Island Ray, and a repack of Chewbacca with some porks. This one looks cool. <laughs> I love it. I got to have that Hondo. I'm hoping that maybe he pops out in a Black Series wave at some point. Mm. But what are you thinking about this one, man? Uh, it's, it's okay. I, you know, it, I guess because the gimmick is uh, we actually saw like a, a, a real Hondo, right? Yes. On the, uh, yeah, at the site. So that looks pretty cool. So it makes sense why they'd give us uh, a three-pack. It's kind of random that Hondo comes with these two. I would have liked to have seen like maybe like a Rebels Lando or, you know, somebody else from the Rebel series in that pack. Yeah. But, um. I don't know. I, I think I'm going to pass on that one. Although Chewie does look pretty good. I'm going to pass on that one. Yeah. Well, yeah. being that the repacks too, for the most part. Yeah. And I'm guessing this is the, the ride is what, for whatever reason, it's focused in and around the last Jedi timeline where you do have Ray Island, Ray and Chewbacca who are the ones that are piloting the Falcon. Oh, and then Hondo is going to be some part of the smugglers part of it right there. So this is basically ride centric characters would be my guess. Gotcha. That's okay. why they pack this way. And then, because cool. when you look at the second one with 3PO, R2-D2, BB-8, and then there's one of the, I can't remember this droid's name, actually, uh, Rex. 
um, R3X. He is okay. one of the original droids from the Star Tours ride. And cool. so I believe, and I'm not sure about BB-8. I can't remember from the last time I was down there. But anyways, this is, again, the Star Tours figures in six-inch form, which is really cool. I've got this, uh, this actually, this new droid here. I've got him in three-and-three-quarter-inch form, I believe. Yes, I do. Just looking at some of the exclusives from, <laughs> from the past from Star Tours. So this is a cool one, too. But again, mm-hmm. you're looking at repaints, maybe updated sculpts on figures mm-hmm. that we've already seen before. Do you know how much these are going for? Good God, I would have to guess they've got to be in that $60 range at least. Right. Maybe more like that first one, it probably 100 bucks when you're looking at Disney Park stuff, which is already yeah. expensive. Three Black Series figures with some Porgs. Yeah, this is going to be selling near that $100 mark, I would think. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's crazy. But I get it. I've never I, I heard there's a little bit of backlash because they're like, oh, well, it's exclusives. You have to go to Galaxy's Edge. But it makes sense, right? Because these wouldn't exist without galaxy's no. edge so well it's i think it's fair game yeah i, I agree with you yeah. exclusives are exclusives right that's yeah. kind of the the name of the game when it comes to collecting and you know mm-hmm. what guys when it comes to exclusives in a disneyland park these things are going to be flush oh yeah do not worry about these whipping off the shelves and never seeing them again they're gonna have these things stacked for years yes. in there so i don't think there's gonna be any need to worry about getting your hands on these it's not like they're gonna you know run 250 of these per park and then you'll never see them again they're mm-hmm. there to make money they will be on the shelves you know yes. it's they're gonna be there uh, and then the last one actually is one of the cooler ones we saw this leaked actually not too long ago this is the mountain trooper a kylo ren a mouse droid and commander pyre pyre i think from uh resistance right um so what's cool about this is you get this commander pyre as well as a mountain trooper which is all new i haven't watched resistance so i'm not sure if the mountain trooper is in there but it looks like these are going to be focused in on the black spire outpost so mm-hmm. one of the, the one of the key things or the focal points on galaxy's edge this is a really cool three pack and with the kylo ren as well i'm not sure if that's a a complete repack of what we got before i'm just trying to think because mm-hmm. this looks like it's a vinyl cape and I believe the Kylo with the mask was a soft goods cape from The Force Awakens. And I can't, I don't have my last Jedi Kylo. No, it's, it's, it's the same one. It's the same one, yeah, because I have it. I um. Oh, it is? When okay. I got this figure, yeah, when I got this figure, I wanted to go for that exact look. So I just took the head from The Force Awakens line. Yeah. I popped it on The Last Jedi. But the okay. cape, it's, it's much like Krennix. Yes. From Rogue One. So, yeah, okay. it, uh, it's like vinyl, looks, right? Yeah, yeah. So okay. it's spot on um, repackaged this one, but okay. it's cool because it's put together for you already, right? So you get that um, that last Jedi, early last Jedi look exactly. of uh, Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah. Two two hilts too, right? I think I see. Yeah, there's a yeah, yeah. hilt and then one with the saber with the cross guard lit as well. Nice. So nice. this one's cool. I like that we're getting two figures or two new troopers. The Commander Pyre, it looks a bit funny. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It doesn't look as bulky. It still looks yeah. like an extended or a just a stretch at three and three quarter for whatever reason. Yeah, good call. Yeah, it doesn't even look like armor. Like no. normally these guys look like they're inside the suit. Yeah. It's just yeah. Looks mm. skinny. Like even when you yeah. compare him to the mountain trooper there, there's some bulk to the waist. This just looks right. it's always looked funny to me from the first image that I saw. But cool. Yeah. You know, for me when it comes to these things. I'll have to look at them and see the price point on them, but I'll definitely getting one of these when I go down in 2020. Like we've already got a trip booked for around April 2020 next year. So I'm going to grab these and, you know, it's excessive when it comes to price, but I always like bringing something back from Disneyland. Um, Mm -hmm. And from being like a first visit to Galaxy's Edge, of course, this is going into the cart. (laughs) 
Nice, nice, man. Got to do it. Now, continuing with some of the big reveals and some of the exclusive reveals, Boba Fett 2019 SDCC exclusive. This is an incredible figure that they've got here. This is really the beginning and the confirmation of the Empire Strikes Back vintage card back 40th anniversary celebratory line. We're getting that Boba Fett repainted to look like the original vintage collection, vintage 1980, I believe it was released, or maybe even later, 1979, I believe, that this Fett was released. It was a mail away, but they've repainted this to look exactly like that, put it on the card back, and it's got this 40th, Empire, 40th anniversary Empire sticker tag on it. Man, I have to, I need this. This is going to be the next X-Wing Luke. <laughs> man yeah i'm with you is this one six inch or is this six uh, inch, three yeah. quarter six inch it is six inch yeah i saw this um the panel for this one and i was like whoa that color wave on that figure is is it's a candy yes it looks so cool so i'm right there with you i gotta get my hands on that boba fett that's um that'll be the third boba fett i ever pick up which i didn't think i'd ever get there but <laughs> i gotta <laughs> i gotta grab that one that just looks way too cool man i'm right there with you yeah awesome wow. awesome stuff and the next one is a weird one. This is this Darth yeah. Vader. It's the retro line that looks like that they're going to. And this is a, a special edition. I believe this is a con exclusive of some sort. Um, I'm not, I can't really remember here. I'm just kind of quickly running through. I don't know where this is going to drop, but it's weird. It's all colorful. It's, it's variable, the colors, as they're being released. And it's this prototype thing. Mm-hmm. I love the card back. Not loving the figure. What are you, what are you yeah. saying on this? exact same card backs really cool it has that pop art going on but as for the cyclone popsicle look it's just (laughs) it's not really doing it for me i mean i'd rather have like the real thing all blacked out um cool idea i don't see it really picking up like i don't see them going back and doing this with a bunch of other figures yeah it's it's a nice one-off and if i can get it at a reasonable price for sure it'll land in the nerd room but outside of that nah yeah not for me (laughs) <laughs> no yeah i hear you and the last one that we'll talk about here is the luke skywalker three pack three and three quarter inch vintage collection three pack they're doing very similar packaging to what the afro the b triple zero was in for the sccc 2018 exclusive this is a nice throwback to what they've done in the past with regards to the vintage collection these all look like they're highly articulated it's luke skywalker pack are you digging this man it's, it is an exclusive but it's a comic-con exclusive this year as well mm-hmm. what, are you, what are you saying on this one it's uh, it's it's pretty cool, but uh, it's a pass for me. Like I got all three of those figures six inch scale. Yeah. So, um, but you're right; they look highly articulated for that scale. That's pretty impressive. Uh, if I had to pick one, it'd be the Return of the Jedi Luke. I think looks the best. Yeah. But um, pretty cool. I, I think it's a good release. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's it's something that again at the right price, it'll be in the collection. But this isn't something that I'm gonna chase the same way that I wanted the Afro and the BT Triple Zero. Yeah. This is a this is a bit you know arms reach, but that's cool, man. That's you know that's that's what this is, and that's what I love about what they're revealing here. Is there's a lots of new stuff here, lots of familiar stuff, but it's it's it was a big a big reveals for a place where they didn't really talk about Mandalorian or Rise of Skywalker. Yes. And I keep getting that name wrong in my head. <laughs> I want to say Rise of the Skywalker. Me too. Every time. Me yeah. too. <laughs> exact same I'm, thing. <laughs> I might have already done it on Twitter, so sorry. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> but this is great to see that Hasbro is doing new and different things. I'm real excited for the rest of 2019 and what's going to come on Triple Force Friday, man. We're counting down. You know, we've got a trailer now for both of these, or I guess technically one. <laughs> and we're counting down to the big releases here, but this is going to re- definitely whet the appetite and uh, feed the need 
throughout the uh, the remainder of 2019 until we get to the the onslaught in October. So yeah, hats off to Hasbro. Yeah, man, they killed it. All right, dude. Let's get to two our two last topics that we're going to talk about this week, and that is going to be the Mandalorian as well as this episode nine trailer. But first, we're going to talk about the Mandalorian here, and we can't talk about the Mandalorian without talking about the platform it's going to land on, and that's Disney Plus. Disney and Bob Iger rolled out a ton of information on Disney Plus just a couple days before a celebration kicked off. So it looks like there's going to be a U.S. release of the Disney Plus service in November, I believe November twelfth of two thousand nineteen. It's going to carry a price tag of $6.99 US per month or $70 or $69.99 US per year. I don't know if this is coming out in Canada on November 12th. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 going to be a bummer if they don't if they don't release that, you know, have um a same release date as as the states there. That's going to be kind of a bummer for us cuz man really anticipating this whole bundle here with this yeah. uh this this streaming this plus yeah it, it yeah. looks awesome and they showed the interface yeah. off they even showed an interactive interface as a video up on the disney twitter page as well showing how you click through it it's got this really netflix-esque more refined look to it you've got the big banners up you've got stars marvel pixar disney stuff you know the simpsons are on there a lot of fox properties <laughs> are landing but from what i can tell and some of the interaction i had on twitter that because of the licensing rights, and this is the same reason why Netflix Canada and Netflix US are different. Different right. licensing rights in different countries. That's why there's a delay on all this. So they Damn. secured everything in the US, but it looks like this is going to be delayed in Canada until maybe the early part of 2020, which is going to suck. Wow, that's brutal. Because, you know, Damn. even with that, the drop, you know, they, they officially confirmed the Scarlet Witch and Vision series. The Falcon Winter Soldier is coming. We even got a title card for that, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, rumors of this Hawkeye series. Yes. It's, it's with Kate Bishop included in this. Loki is, again, 100% confirmed, starring Tom Hiddleston. So... Huge stuff announced on this platform. And one of the things that is going to anchor a lot of this is The Mandalorian. So there's a brilliant panel on Sunday for The Mandalorian. I I loved watching this. We got a title card for this, which looks beautiful. We got The Mandalorian with the the landscape in the background and him walking, filling in that A-space. Some images here of The Mandalorian himself, Gina Carrera's character, as well as Carl Weathers' character. Yeah. Oh man, like what did you what was your feelings kind of coming off the back end high level off this panel? Oh man, it's uh Pedro Pascal, man. Ooh, yeah. He seems like the happiest guy in the world. <laughs> like his excitement, he could not contain it. He seems so grateful to be a part of this universe and starting as the Mandalorian. Uh the title card is so cool. It's oh, I love it. probably the most different title card we've ever seen in the Star Wars universe. It has a bit of that Tom Clancy kind of look from yes. the video games. Love what they're doing, though. The armor is always looking cool. It even has a throwback to the uh, Knights of the Old Republic Mandalorian look, as well, obviously, as Boba Fett. But the panel is great, man. You mentioned Carl Weathers and Gina Carrera. the fighter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sold on her. You know, I've been a fan of her since uh, Deadpool. Yeah, she's good. And uh, I think she's great. She seems so happy and thrilled to be part of the, the cast, too. And um I can't wait to get in this universe, but it's a bummer that we're going to have to wait till maybe 2020 yes. to get in there. That's gonna It's going to be tough, man, to, yeah. to wait this out. And the problem is when you're waiting things like this out, you have a tendency or that you're pushing a large portion of the population to downloading this illegally, streaming this illegally, yeah. right? Yeah. And I understand the difficulties and the legality of all of it, but it does suck. I agree. Yeah. But uh, with this panel, for me, when I'm watching it, the thing that stuck out to the most to me was Favreau and Filoni's palpable chemistry <laughs> yeah going back to clone wars and iron yes, man one i had on. no idea 
it's so cool. And him saying that like Filoni was the first one to see Iron Man one. Yeah. And you know, Favreau was one of the first ones to see Clone Wars. It's crazy. I didn't realize the relationship went that far back, but when they're no, bantering on stage, the back and forth, that is what you want in a producer, a showrunner, and someone that's taking. I don't know exactly what Filoni's role is. I know he's directing the first episode, but he also seems to be a big person or big, at least to have a big hand in the creative process of delivering the Mandalorian. And yeah, it's awesome to see what they're doing here, moving into this new space. And they kept referencing things like old Westerns. Clint Eastwood is Pedro yes. Pascal is taking a lot of cues from this idea that the original trilogy took the form of kind of, I believe it was like the, the, the aesthetic that they were looking for was kind of like, like that 20s, 30s or something. And they're looking a little bit later on, kind of this yeah. Western vibe to things. Yeah. Samurai like to exactly. they were mentioning. Oh, like this, a lot of, a lot of, George Lucas original, you know, mm-hmm. how he framed things out, the references that he used and the kind of the storylines he based things off of. They've gone back to the basics here and they're delivering something that to me is immensely exciting. Like, what do you think? We've got some pictures here of Gina Carrera's character, which is Kara yes. Dune, Carl Weathers, who's playing Grief Cargag or Carga. Yeah. And then we've got Pedro Pascal playing the Mandalorian. Like, what's your thought on the aesthetic look of the Mandalorian here? To me, it feels oh. very Rogue One-esque. Yes. Yeah, you took the words around my mouth. It feels very Rogue One-like and has a bit of that Western griminess going on. The characters look really cool. You know, I like um, Carl's Weathers' characters. He's kind of like the leader of this bounty hunter guild. Yes. Like, how cool does that sound? And the costume design is is coming to life here. I'm just so invested in this series already. I just, ah, oh, man. It's cool, too, because, you know, um, it was uh, Favreau that said, you know, he he flat out said it. He's more of an OT guy, which is which is totally cool. But we also have the combination of Filoni, who's a mm-hmm. big prequel guy. So to have these two guys combined efforts to give us something like this is going to be cool because Filoni has so much knowledge of the bounty hunters in that era and that time. But then we have Favreau's vision and also his um his love for the ot mashing those together it's a word for a treat we really are and it's a fantastic cast of characters i just man i just want to see this right now <laughs> i fully agree with you man that yeah. this is to me being the first step in the live action for star wars live action television sorry for star wars and the uniqueness of the cast the collaborators, you look at the directors, everyone from Bryce Dallas Howard to Taika Waititi, they're contributing yeah. to this space. This is this is a big thing to watch and kind of one of the driving things for the Disney Plus series. I think this has, you know, something special written all over it. Now, as people that were watching on the streaming, we didn't get to see the trailer officially. There's a scissor reel and then there was some clips. Now, through one way or another, we all saw it. <laughs> Both the scissor reel and the extra clips and all that. So we're not going to really comment too deeply on that because it's hard from, you know, some of the angles that we got there. It was pretty grainy. The audio wasn't great, but the action looks good. The behind the scenes stuff that Favreau was talking about looks good. It looks like the the process that you want to see and the effort behind something like this. It feels immensely cinematic to me. Yes. There's not a single thing about this that feels like it's on... I guess Netflix doesn't suffer from this. Like they all feel like movies, but it doesn't feel like an ABC Star Wars live action TV show. No, no, <laughs> it no. Is, it, it's something awesome. No, yeah, you're you're 100 right, and you know, and I, I gotta give them credit too because they've done something with these characters in such a way that 
really piques my interest. You know, normally when we get new characters in Star Wars, we're always trying to piece them together and link them to someone else. Yes. You know, uh, Forrest Whitaker, Saw Gerrera, whatever the case may be. But these characters here, they feel like they really just stand alone. And I don't care if they tie into anybody. No. You know, I'm totally invested to just have fresh a fresh new take on these characters during this time of, um, what, five years after we Return of the Jedi? Yes. Right? So uh, I think it's spot on. Just off the imagery alone, they really have the audience. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hook, line, and sinker for me. Like it's, yeah. And I don't. I would love to have seen that streaming stuff. Yeah, whatever. We didn't get it. Who cares? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm in just on the images. And to me, I tell you, the, the selling point was what I mentioned at the top, the chemistry that you can feel from Filoni and, and Favreau, the effort, the yeah. time, the, the attention to detail. That's one thing Favreau was very specific on. He said, look, guys, we paid attention to every detail here, going back yes. to the holiday special with the rifle to... <laughs> the nods that we're going to get in this. This is going to be something that I think is consumable by a big audience, but like things like comic books, films, TV shows, and all that, there's always going to be that extra piece in there for the big fans, for the people that have the investment there. No, people aren't going to care about a rifle from the holiday special, but they put that in there. You know what I mean? That's the attention to detail you want. And so to me, this is going to be event viewing it looks like actually just from some of the banter online that these are going to be weekly releases. These aren't going to be binge-worthy okay. like Netflix. So that may be some of the saving grace for this With if we're getting it into 2020 is that we right. don't have to particularly miss out on this whole thing and have things revealed. We may right. end up stumbling into it about halfway through the reveal or halfway through the episode drops and then kind of just to having to binge through that to catch up to the weekly episode. So fingers crossed on that one. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with you there, man. Super excited. This is probably my favorite panel outside of the episode nine panel. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I got to agree with you, man. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Now, speaking of episode nine, this this was the big one for the weekend, and it actually really kicked things off on Friday. They didn't make us wait until Sunday or Monday for episode nine. They got some of the big stuff out there. And what are your thoughts? Again, high level on, before we get into a bit more detail of the trailer, on the panel itself, we had Kathleen Kennedy out there, J.J. Abrams, slowly bringing out the cast and crew, beginning with some of the original trilogy guys like Anthony Daniels, and then going right out into our new saga, our, our new characters that we're focusing in on with Poe, Kelly, or sorry, Oscar Isaac, Kelly Marie Tran. Everyone's out there. John Boyega, Love and Life. It's, it's Daisy yeah. Ridley. It's, it's great to see all of them there on stage together. What's your thoughts on the, on the panel itself? It was fantastic. You know, I, I got to give it up to um, Stephen Colbert. Yes. He was, uh, awesome. I had no idea he's a hardcore Star Wars dude like that. He uh, he really gets it, man. He's fantastic. Anthony Daniels was hilarious. Yeah. He's, the whole he's thing. such a goof. But he's he... such a goof. That whole sequence of uh, the title reveal yeah. of his book, I thought was hilarious. But you know what's really cool is because, what is this? This is, okay, so since um, the Disney bio, what is this, our fourth? fifth celebration uh no i think it's only the second or third oh yeah sorry so there's orlando before and i think there's okay. one in in, the, in europe as well right right so so basically what i'm getting at is just to see you know in such a short amount of time these guys have now become like the senior cast like yeah. poe finn ray is like it's like the big three yeah and they've just really grown into that mold of of um the experience of those characters which is really cool to see but um lando Oh yeah, come on, D. I forgot about him. How could I forget? When Stephen uh, Colbert was like, "How was it to get back into Lando and find him?" and he just so effortlessly had that smooth, like, 
how did I get back into Lando? Lando never left. Yeah. And the way he delivered that, I was like, come on, you're the man. Yeah, I love it. You know? Oh, so cool, man. It's it such a fun panel. It's really good. Everybody felt at ease. I felt like this is what it felt like to be on a set. Yeah. I have some idea of it, you know? So uh, great time, man. How are you feeling about this? I agree with you, man. There is, I think to me, the biggest takeaway again was chemistry. Mm-hmm. When you look on stage, when you got J.J. Abrams up there, his chemistry with Kathleen Kennedy, very important there. You know, it yeah. can't be conflictual. These are these. She's a studio head, and he's the guy that's running the show here for episode mm-hmm. nine. And we don't want any conflict there. I, I felt yep. so much respect between the two of them. The interplay. Yes. They both had the same ideas walking into this film, and then the cast. Mm-hmm. I agree with you with that new generation cast. I feel like this is what it feels like to be like an Avengers set. You want to feel that same chemistry mm-hmm. on screen and off screen. And I'm yes. getting all of that. And to me, that factors in way more into the movie than even the caliber of actor that you're right. opposed to. You need to have that palpable chemistry again. I've said that with Floney and Favreau. You need to have that on screen with individuals to make it feel real, to make it feel that the stakes and what you're going through emotionally is real. And I'm getting mm-hmm. that from Isaac, from Boyega, from Ridley. Like All of that built in there is so important to me. And seeing them on stage like that, that to me gives me so much more confidence. Not that I didn't have confidence in this movie, but mm-hmm. just seeing how well they work together because yeah. they kept saying this. And Abrams was saying this, Kathleen Kennedy was saying this, that this is a group adventure. Mm-hmm. We're not having individuals running off and doing different things. Like we did see in the last Jedi, like we see in the OT, right? We see Luke do yeah. his own thing. This is about a group adventure. Most of the trailer, you're seeing almost all of those characters in every single scene. Yeah. Which is awesome. And I love this idea that it's going to be the finality of all this is going to be about the group, about the individuals and about their connections. That is the important piece to me. And that's what I took away from this panel is that that's what it's really about. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm there with you, man. And you know, I I mentioned the big three, but I forgot the new actor who's replaced Chewbacca. Yeah. Jonas Um, sent him big dude. (laughs) He's He's awesome. He's a champ. He's wicked, man. This guy came out there and just owned it. And he is our Chewbacca now. He's been, he, you know, he's in. Yeah, he was fantastic. That's a good one. He, he was fantastic. You know, he was in Solo. He's in Force Awakens and the Last Jedi, and here he is now uh, in um, Rise of the Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So, man, he he was good, and just him going back and uh, giving love to to Peter Mayhew. Which oh yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Mad respect so there good, for, for the mad man respect. That, Absolutely. Yeah, brought that yeah. character to life. So let's talk yeah. about this title before we get into the trailer. I know it's at the end of the yeah. trailer, but I, I'm having the same issue as you with uh, the tip of my tongue that I want to put the in between of and Skywalker. So rise yes. of Skywalker, the rise of Skywalker, I should say. Mm-hmm. I, I from the the moment I saw this, I kept reading the rise of the Skywalker or Skywalker mm-hmm. with an S. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this title and what do you think it could mean man nobody in their dog saw this title no. wow what a surprise this was no idea you know because we've never had apart from solo we've never really had a um a name of a character yeah be in the title um i like the title i really do i do have a hard time saying it <laughs> i'll get there but um what can it mean i i'm, I'm on the camp that it's um that ray adopts it yeah. You know, when you when you look at um, the third movie in every Star Wars film, there's always the, it's always an R, right? Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Sith, Rise of Skywalker. So there's always that. They have that synergy going on. And when you look at these movies, the third parts, the title is always pretty much talking about the end of the film. So Return of the Jedi, it's Anakin that returns 
it's it, Anakin's the Jedi that returns, but that happens at the end of the movie. When you have Revenge of the Sith, they win at the end of the movie, right? So I feel like this is going to be something that happens towards the end of the movie. I mean, so far that's worked out that way. It only makes sense that's what happens again. It's it's like George says, poetry repeats itself. So um, yeah, man, I won't be surprised if Ray adopts the the Skywalker name. At the end of the film, I, I know you have your cool theory too, which I'm also down with as well, which I can't wait to hear. But for me, yeah, I'm going, uh, I, and I could be completely off, but I'm going with she adopts the Skywalker name okay. um, towards the end of the film there. I love it. I'm, but, I'm kind of on the same page there. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the title. Again, Yes. I, there were some rumors that it was just called Skywalker. And mm. I was like, nah, that's not going to be the case. That's that's. No. But then when it pops up on screen, I'm like... Yeah, I'm I'm into yeah. this, you know. Yeah. It could have been, you know, Rise of the Resistance, you know, mm-hmm. we throwing some ones out there, but <laughs> yeah. I like that we didn't guess it. You know, that that's yeah. cool. And for me, when I look at your your exact point with poetry and the kind of the symmetry between the third part or third act and all of these different trilogies, you know, we've got basically the fall of Skywalker in yeah. Revenge of the Sith. We've got the return of Skywalker, the redemption of Skywalker, and then we've got the rise which I think is going to be more in a legacy sense, the legacy of the Skywalker in this one. So I like what I'm seeing there as far as the third acts in each of these trilogies and how it parallels each other. And the theory that I've got running into this, and this isn't, this is something that, yeah, I cooked up, but it's all over the internet too, is that I think she will adopt Skywalker, but kind of in name only. I'm, I'm feeling that this is going to be, or Skywalker is going to be, essentially what the new order is going to be. There's not going to be no Jedi, no Sith. It's going to be kind of the balance of both of those is going to be the Skywalker. And that's what all this is about, is it's the rise of Skywalker, rise of the new order type thing, if you will. And it's not going to be about light and dark. It's going to be about balance. And that's what this whole trilogy is going towards, is balance. And to me, the rise of Skywalker is, no, it's not that Rey is actually a Skywalker. She's going to adopt that whole idea of balance, of all of this. You know, like I said, the fall, the redemption, and then the rise of Skywalker, of this idea of bringing balance, the chosen one, all this. That's kind of where I'm seeing all this. And I I love that symmetry that we're seeing all through there. I know it's headcanon at this point, but I feel like we're kind of on the right on the right path there. Yeah. And you know, and it makes sense too, because since the Disney buyout, they've really um closed the doors on the great Jedi yeah. aspect, right? Like they've shut it down. You know, Rebels, we had a touch of that Bindu, but they didn't really go further into it. I won't be surprised if it's you know, to leave room for the Skywalker theory, like what you're mentioning, which would essentially be the great Jedi, which would be the balance, yeah. right? So Yeah, I avoided Great Jedi yeah. in there on purpose and just used yeah. the word balance, right? So it's exactly. just the best of both worlds kind of thing where exactly. you can this idea that and this is what Anakin was always about, right? Is that mm-hmm. he's a Jedi, but he's one that and Obi-Wan's a bit of this too, and Qui-Gon yeah. also and Qui-Gon, yeah. It was it's this idea that you can have emotion, right? You can have connection, you can have this this whole idea of something bigger that it's not this like kind of monk type of religion it's something more than that that requires you to feel and ray very much embodies that as well mm-hmm. so yeah. let's rip through this trailer pretty quick here you know yes. it's a two minute teaser trailer abrams was very specific on calling this a teaser trailer it kicks off with some heavy breathing here we see ray in the desert we're back on a desert now whether this is jakku or somewhere else don't know but she mm-hmm. is you know basically playing chicken here with what we're all assuming is Kylo Ren in his TIE fighter. This is a TIE fighter we saw him running around in, in The Last Jedi. What do you think this is all about here? You know, we're going to talk about kind of the 
overtone or the narration by Luke here in a second, but just mm-hmm. the scene that we're seeing in front of us between Ray and Kylo here. Mm-hmm. Deep thoughts on this one. Okay, I got three, three real quick ones. And, you know, I got to say quickly, shout out to Alpha Comics, because as soon as I saw his trailer, I went into my comic shop and we had a good discussion about nice. this. And he brought the theory that he thinks it's possibly, um, could be possibly Poe or it could be possibly um, Finn in, that, in, in the ship and they're actually training. Yeah. So because they, they make sure to not show us it's actually Kylo. They make yeah. sure for a reason not to show us who's piloting the ship. So he feels that it could be a training sequence. And I, I kind of agree too. Now, I won't be surprised even if it is Kylo and he's helping Ray train because they could actually team up to take on who could possibly be the big, big bad just because whoever's piloting the ship, they could very well just shoot at Ray yeah. as opposed to just driving at her, right? So it really feels like it's a sequence of training and we don't see what she does after that cool backflip, whether she slices the ship yeah. or not. So I think it's that. It could very well even be Hux, who actually is trying to get her. Who really knows? So there's a couple things out there, but it is misleading, and I don't know. They're doing their best not to show us who's piloting the thing. Yeah. So I'm going to go uh, training sequence okay. with this one. Okay. Yeah. My theory on this one is it's actually a dream. Mm, okay. And that she's having some sort of reoccurring Kylo dream. Where, right. Because it makes no sense. Like, why would he be doing this? Like, right. I understand the training aspect. I kind of do yeah. like that. But to me, I look at this. I'm like, this is some reoccurring dream that she's having where oh, she's basically man. running away from him. She flips and has to make a decision. You know, do you slice him or do you try to redeem him type thing? Okay. So because nice. it just seems it just seems like a weird sequence. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. The, the camera works awesome on it. The the sound right. effects, like everything's on point here. And, you know, the this, this, the whole score on that, as she's flipping, you're getting this, this this ebb and flow, this beautiful John Williams score in here. Yeah, very Force Awakens like too. Yes, you're getting say. a lot of that Force Awakens vibe off yes. this trailer. So yeah. I don't know. Like I'm, my guess right now is that it's a dream sequence, this reoccurring thing. With and I, the reason I'm getting this is that like her running away from Kylo, not towards him. Mm-hmm. Her, you know, it's not that I know that she does a backflip, but you know, should she be running towards him? I, I don't know. It's 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 an interesting sequence, but it doesn't. It yeah. feels very personal as well and that's yes, why i'm does. thinking that it's more of a dream is that mm-hmm. yeah there's nothing else going on here i scrub back and forth before looking at her new threads here if they're the same as the ones that we see later on in the trailer they do appear to be her new kind of white jedi look yeah um, or skywalker look maybe um yes, yeah. so yeah it's an interesting way to start the trailer the scene mm-hmm. is it just seems odd but it looks cool like in her the slow down the slow-mo backflip woof Oh, I love it, man. We're, we're getting a bit of that prequel vibe yes. where Jedis can actually jump and leap and do some cool acrobatic stuff. Yeah, yeah, love it. Now, let's talk mm-hmm. about this narration that we do get over this. And this is coming from, from Mark Hamill, from Luke Skywalker, for sure. Very much a, a Luke Skywalker that's now re-embraced the role of mentor Jedi, right? You know, yep. we've passed on everything we know. 1,000 generations live in you now, but this is your fight. That's the first one we get here. The interesting thing that I took away from this is the we've passed. Yes. Not I've passed right. type thing. So do you think that this, the first thing I thought of was like, oh, maybe Obi-Wan or, or uh, Yoda are in on this thing, like helping Ray train via Force Ghost thing. Well, mm-hmm. what do you think of, of the narration here by Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker? Yeah, I think I think it actually um, I think it's the Jedi. I think it's the books, right? Because yeah. she she had the books, so I think it's a reference to all that stuff from mm-hmm. uh, Episode yeah. Eight, her taking the books. 
that's where I would put my money on. Yeah. And uh, and, and kind of opening the door a little bit for um, you know, this franchise to go back and give us the Knights of the Old Republic Definitely. storytelling. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. How about how about you? What are you feeling? Yeah, I'm I'm feeling that it's it's there's definitely Force Ghost Luke in here doing the training, similar to the fashion that we saw Obi Wan in Empire. I like this idea of thousand generations now live in you, which again kind of goes with the running theory that Skywalker is going to be something bigger, right? She's taking that legacy and evolving it into something different. That's kind of what I'm getting from all this and from this overtone here. And I, I like that it feels a bit more like Luke Skywalker to me. Um, yes. that, that Skywalker that, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with what's going on in Last Jedi. And I know that they're going to do well in integrating all of that here. But it seems like more of a of an accepted Luke Skywalker, yes. his new role, a mentor role, you know, re-embracing the Force again, the idea yes. of what the Jedi are supposed to be, maybe not what they were. Yes, uh, Jedi Master Luke. Yes. Give it to me. Here we go. Yeah. Absolutely love it here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's there's some really quick clip scenes here. We got what looks to be an A-Wing approaching a, a cityscape here. Maybe it's Batu from galaxy's mm -hmm. edge yeah kind of hard to really say what's going on here kylo ren running through the forests yes doing so what do you think of that one uh, you know i don't know what's going on here there's a stormtrooper mm -hmm. in the background so he's with the first order the thing that really sticks out here in my mind is the red hue that we're getting but also yeah. the way he's using his lightsaber because you remember back to that poster yeah when i was like why is he using his lightsaber that way that mm -hmm. fake pose we thought was fake looks like it's probably legit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's holding the lightsaber that way. Like he's, he's punching a guy with it. Yeah. But odd. I, I, I don't know. I don't, it's hard to tell because he doesn't have his mask on here, mm -hmm. which we see later on in the trailer. And I think that JJ prefers the mask on. So the mask is going back on, which I'm yeah, cool man. with. I love. Big fan of. Big fan of. Such a good design. Yeah. What, what are your takeaways on this? Well, when you look at the the face, you can't see the scar. So I don't know if this is a flashback oh. or is this a dream sequence because you can't see the scar on his face. When, yeah, it would um, be on that side too, eh? It would be on that side. And and it looks like he takes down something. I'm not saying it is, but it looks something kind of similar to a um, a Knight of Ren. A Knight's of yeah, Ren that was my first thought too figure. there. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if this is a dream sequence itself too because it has the red or if this is a flashback of him maybe, I don't know hunting down luke at one point um or or i don't know or one of his first missions for snoke i'm not really too sure because it seems like he's kind of kept that that gear roughly for quite yeah. some time that that black kind of tunic going on so who, who knows or maybe the quality just wasn't good enough and the scar very well could be there but i couldn't see it no i agree so and he is using it differently you know his combat's different yeah i don't it know is. if it's more amateur or polished yeah interesting so, and yeah we get yeah. The, like i said the the look at the mask being reformed here with the red uh whatever you want to call it the the bond was it agent. a kyber oh maybe is that what it's rumored to be is a kyber eh Ooh, interesting. that's what i've heard i love yeah, that so i don't know yeah Love it not though. Here. It it doesn't, and it's interesting because it, if you look at the hands, it doesn't look like it's him putting it back together. It's something else. No, they're furry. Yeah. It's like furry kind of hands, right? Yeah. yeah. So I love the mask coming back though. Absolutely mm -hmm. love it. What are your thoughts on Poe and uh, Finn here? They look like brothers in arms. They've been through some yeah. stuff together. We're definitely getting that that jump if you just look at the both of them. Both look a bit more weathered as soldiers yeah. here. I, I'm loving that Boyega is getting... I didn't feel he get got his dues in The Last Jedi. No. And he didn't really get to work up to much in The Force Awakens. He's a big part of it. But this yeah. is, I think, the first time we're seeing like that that badass Finn that we saw from Before the Awakens from that yeah. book. Yeah. 
yeah, that book. Yeah, no, I I think we're right back on track, man. With Finn, he, he's looking good because the there were the little odd things. You know, Finn could pilot the ship. He could hold the lightsaber. He could do some pretty cool things yeah. in Force Awakens. You know, he even got a hit on uh, on Kylo Ren here. I think we're picking up and and establishing that he is a legit badass. Yeah, and uh, and then having Poe with him, I think we're we're in for something cool. I think we're in for you know like a Dash Vendor Han Solo. Oh yeah, uh, getting, duo. You know, I'm getting that yeah. vibe too. Poe yeah. right now is probably Poe and Finn are two mm-hmm. of the characters I'm most excited for right now. Definitely. In this, Definitely. it looks like they're gonna get a lot of screen time, and yep. this idea of this big adventure that they're all together yeah. on. Oh, I absolutely love what's going on here. It's cool, I, and I like the gear. Yeah, the gear's um, awesome. They look really cool. Yeah. The, the, the costumes, yeah. New little droid here with BB-8. New little friend. He goes by D Zero, I think. Um, they rolled them out on stage, which was pretty cool yeah. during the the celebration panels. So something different. Not no no R two in here. We do see C three PO a few times, but it looks like we're getting uh, kind of a new little droid pairing, which which I'm down with. Yeah. How about Lando? You talked about yeah. him about uh, Billy D Williams here. His his charisma on stage. We mm-hmm. get him doing the Lando laugh. He's yeah. in the Falcon with Chewie piloting it. Ah, oh, it's great yeah. to see him back in love and life. Yeah, this is so cool, especially because I, I I do think Donald Glover did such a great job in Solo. So I feel that continuity, you know, going on here. And um, it's cool that he's rocking the yellow too, very similar to um, yep. Donald Glover's Solo. And it's cool, you know, because I liked Solo and I like that we figured out that the Millennium Falcon really did mean a lot to this character, you know, going forward with that robot being merged to the to the ship. So it's cool that it's been a full circle. Yes. He's back in the ship. He has Chewie. And I got to say, it was it was pretty close to the Chewie we're home moment for me. Mm-hmm. It was pretty close. Not quite there, but it's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Love it. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, a few clip, quick clip scenes here of what looks like some sort of skiff battle where they're they're rocking through. It could very reminiscent to me of a pod race almost. Yeah. And kind of jumping through here, we've got C-3PO, Finn, Poe. It looks like probably everyone's on this. We've got some really cool new maybe jump troopers of some sort that are chasing them. Um, look like they're kind of flying through the sky there. So, you know, action-oriented, got the crew together, looking good here, man. Yeah. No, this, this, is, this is cool. This is, <laughs> you mentioned it. We got the crew, man. This is good. Loving it. And we get this beautiful shot of Leia here who looks incredible in this scene. Mm. Very emotional scene with Leia. Boom there. I'm, I'm digging this big time. Yeah, this is just fantastic. This is movie magic. What they can do here holding on to uh, footage from Force Awakens. Yeah. And, you know, you get the teardrop, the Denzel Washington tear, I like to call it, coming <laughs> down uh, Daisy Ridley's face. So um, this this is a great shot. And I just can't wait to see that, uh, how, how it goes down with her character yeah. and what, what they're going to pull off here. Yeah. Uh, I'm loving it. It makes me feel good that she's going to get her due in this film. Yeah, I know J.J. Abrams is going to be taking very good care of this. This, this is awesome to see. Yeah, yeah. Now, we get in a nice kind of wide shot here of the crew, um, including Chewbacca, the droids, Ray out front here, and they're, I don't know where they are here, what planet this is, but it looks like they're pointing at the remains of what looks to be a Death Star, maybe, or a yeah. giant piece of it. This is pretty crazy. This is nuts. You know, I, I missed it the first time because I watched it on my phone. Agreed. And um, man, seeing a Death Star, it has to be the second Death Star because the first one was completely annihilated. Yeah, even the so second one to... kind of was too. So I don't know what the deal with yeah. this is. But I feel like in Battlefront 2, because Battlefront 2 takes place kind of during that battle yeah. of uh, Episode 6. And I feel like you see it kind of drop. I feel okay. like you do. It's been a while. But if I had to put my money on it, I'd definitely say it has to be the uh, 
the second Death Star, which is mind blowing. I love um, it. A little bit of the Gareth Edwards um, yes. scale going on here too. Just how big that yeah. thing looks. Right? What do you yeah. think they're chasing here? Because clearly they're, they're set on this adventure to chase some sort of MacGuffin here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that ties in with the last little bit here, which we'll get, let's go through this and then we'll see, we'll kind of come back to this to see if there's something specific about this site that they're chasing here because we get a, the last little bit of narration by Luke Skywalker here. We'll always be with you. No one is ever really gone. Pause. Mm-hmm. Palpatine laugh. Yeah. <laughs> like, did this shake you to the core or what? Oh, I was yelling. I was I was yelling in my car, man. This was, this was crazy. I, I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it when they dropped that that um that laugh. I was like, you got to be kidding me! Like he's he's back. This is for real, and that just opens the window for so much what they can do and who can come back. Because the thing is, it's always been toyed with, right? Like we've always known Jedi's and Force users can come back. Well, not Force users, Jedi's could come back somehow, right? But it's never been established really that Sith can come back. We've been teased, you know, thanks to Charles Soule with uh, was it uh, Nomen? Yeah, Moment, Moment, yeah. Right with the helmets. So that's kind of been the closest thing we've had of a Sith Lord coming back. But this, this is crazy, man. Yeah. Ah, I don't know what's going down. What, what do you got going on? I don't know. It blew my brain apart. And at first <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, this is kind of just a cool misdirect. But then in the panel, Ian McDermott comes out mm. and does in the, like, just spotlight him, you know, roll yeah. it again. Yes. And to me, that's confirmation. Boom. He is oh, yeah. in this. Now, there's yeah. some ideas about Sith holocrons about uh, him not actually being in the film. Mm. I don't know what they're going to do here. Aftermath, man. Jakku. You've been seeing it for a long time. That's a big... You just can't ignore that thread. No, you can't. I don't think you can. You can't ignore that thread. You can't ignore some connection between Jakku, the Emperor, and Rey. There's something more there. Yeah. Um, There's an importance there that J.J. Abrams started off with. Ryan Johnson took, you know, from A, now we're going through C... But he's finishing up what he started there. And uh-huh. yeah, I, I'm loving this. I'm loving the inclusion. This is full circle saga storytelling. This is, you know, the end of it all, right? All mm-hmm. the all sagas have to come to an end. And this is it. This is coming full circle. The title, the tease here. What's next? I don't know, but I freaking love it. I am <laughs> so into this. It's it's to me, this trailer, yeah, it didn't hit me the same way Endgame did, but mm-hmm. it it moved the needle big time i think yeah. for star wars fandom for what this film is going to be and what jj abrams is ultimately going to deliver here in december for sure for sure one last quick thing um because we didn't really two last things uh lightsaber's back yes cool yes. repaired and the the trophy from episode four it looks like right yeah the, um, the medal medal of yavin yeah 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 that's so cool i don't no know great who's callback. holding that because well, i guess leia did leia get one or no, it well, was... Leia gave it to Han and yeah, Luke, Han so and I Luke. figured it's yeah. Han's. I, yeah. if, I, if I had to put money on I'd say it's Han's, because Leia cool. would have it. Yeah, because yeah, we never got our time to mourn Han, really, right? Like, in, no. in film. And no. so that's that's going to be a nice nice piece, nice moment with all of that. And mm-hmm. yeah, the lightsaber. This is another reason I think that, you know, is it a, uh, a dream sequence at the start? Because right. I guess right. we do see it on her hip, and I didn't have enough time to go look and see if the hilts are the exact same between the yeah. one in at the start and one at the end like is and i she kind of did confirm it daisy ridley in the panel anyways that the the lightsaber is back it is back so it is back. there you go and, and you know a really cool shot because going back to that hilt scene at the beginning there we get a um we get a homage to the solo you know when solo has the the uh what's it when he when solo has his gun he's about to do the whole like western yeah 
scene. We get a little bit of that with Ray, which is really cool. And is that on purpose? Is that to say there's some kind of connection between yeah. her and Solo? Or, you know? So, ah, great trailer, man. Fantastic totally trailer. Yeah. Um, yeah, Celebration was, was crazy. Not only kicking it off with this trailer, but the Hasbro stuff, Galaxy's Edge, the video games, mm-hmm. comic books, Mandalorian. Yeah, we've got an incredible amount of Star Wars content coming us for something that people have said, you know, is Star Wars is fatiguing. No, it's not guys. No. It is here to stay. They're just reshifting their focuses here. And yep. if you look at Kathleen Kennedy and Iger, they both said recently that we're going to take a little break here on film, but not to worry. There's a ton of content still coming on yep. every different platform that you can think of. So Star Wars is here to stay. It's alive and well. Celebration proves to me that this fandom can heal and it has begun the healing process. Episode 9, I think, is going to be that real capping off, that real point in time where we can say, take a breath, fandom. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And the build into that is going to be incredible. This is a huge kickoff for us here in the Nerd Room with regards to Star Wars. The build into what is never going to be a massive year of discussing Star Wars. we got the toys, Mando, Ep9, Everything's coming to full circle here. Everything's coming to fruition here in the nerd room. And yeah, man, that's that's got to be it for us tonight. I have pushed my luck long <laughs> enough here. I can hear the baby starting to squeal upstairs a little bit. So it's time for us to sign off. But man, it's been a blast talking celebration. We're going to be back Always. at the mics next week talking a little bit more detail and some stuff. And yeah, we're building an end game here. We are like a week and a bit away, man. Can't game. wait, man. It's, it's going down. Like our worlds are are crazy and nerd. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. <laughs> nerd and life. Yeah. yeah, and life too. <laughs> wild times, wild times. But yeah, that being yeah. said, if you guys like to be a part of this show, you can email us at the nerdm at gmail.com. You can always grab us on Twitter, hashtag Twitter Gang. Our handles are at the end of the episode. And you can find everything we do on the nerdroom.net as well as starscommonwealth.com where you can check out all of the other Star Wars celebration coverage from everyone that was on the floor and from those of us that were watching from a distance, breaking down these trailers, talking about Mando and everything. Star Wars. One last shout out, and that goes to our man Rob White, who endorses this podcast over emotionally14.com. Head over there to check out all the other endorsed podcasts as well as everything that Rob is doing and what he does at Talk Stores. Myself and Rob Cass will be breaking down in a bit more detail some of the comic book reveals in the not too distant future here. So make sure you tune back into that over on the TSW feed. All right, my man, let's head off, change some diapers, do some crazy stuff, and we'll be back next week to talk some more nerd. So until then, guys, for The Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And thank you very much for entering The Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, and Sanjay, on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, and Sanjabi. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts from Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Road Squadron Podcast, San Diego Saber's Radio Podcast, Tattooing Sons, Retro Inc., and the Sandcrawler Podcast. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.